Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of Threshold Conversations. Um, I thought this topic is actually super, super important um, because I really had the opportunity to immerse myself, especially this past year, and it is the topic of mentorship. Um, and I just think this is just something we should all be involved in in some way or the other. So I really wanted to talk about it. So joining me to do that um, is Dr. Denson. She has been my research mentor and just mentor. And she's a clinical psychologist and professor of psychology at CUNY. Um, so she's joining me here to talk about this topic. And she's just an amazing mentor herself. So thank you for coming and talking to me about this topic. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to start off just very broadly. Um, how do you define mentorship and why do you think that is important? Mentorship is uh, investing. I like that. That's very simple and straightforward. Mm-hmm. Investing is a huge word, actually. Why would you use investing and not? I don't think people think of it like that, but I mean, I, I see that now, but for those who are listening, they might not think, you know. Investing may not come to mind. So okay, right. <laughs> um, in, I use the word investing because, or investment, because uh, in service, in public service, in life, it's important mm. to work with uh, other people. And not uh, see immediate results, but trust and know that a return comes eventually. Mm. So that makes an investment. Yeah, yeah. Um, So mentorship is, I guess, yeah, like a human investment model where Mm. you serve another and you don't know what the outcome is going to be, but trust it will be a good outcome because once you invest and when you serve and pour into another human being from a human perspective, it's a great return. It's just not immediate. Right. I know that. (laughs) I know that for sure, um, firsthand. And you're right. Um, It is an investment of your time, your energy, willing to be, well, this is just me talking now, held accountable and learn from someone else, which is, um, can be a very new thing for a lot of people, like, not ready, can catch you by surprise, but it is an investment nonetheless. Really? But why not? Because parents mentor. Hmm. Yeah. You're right. There are different mentorship models, but we don't right. immediately make that connection. Yeah. Um, so when people, actually this just came to mind now, have you, like in your experience of like seeking a mentor, has that been something that came naturally, like out of your relationship, or is that some, did you actually intentionally go seeking it out, or was that relationship already present where it just kind of grew into that mentorship? Um, no, it didn't come naturally, Mm. like, 
I don't think I understood mentorship as a teenager. Mm. Um, but what did come organically was the relationship. Again, if we use the model of mentorship being an investment, like a human service investment, yeah. then that quite that came from great role models in my life who um, invested in me whichever way they could. I valued that. It's a two-way street. I tried to reciprocate. And I learned more and more and more um, how to find mentors for, for different gaps or needs in my life. So you're saying it, it is possible to have, like, more than one mentor? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. You need more than one mentor because you need more than one mentor. Right. Everyone needs more than one mentor. Right. And again, they're like parental mentors, they're sisterly, brotherly mentors, they're mm. peer mentors. Mm. And we need it. I like that. Uh, I mean, it is true. All of these can arise in different areas of our lives because usually we think there's just one. Um, person who can answer or speak to all of these, you know, arrays, um, different aspects of our lives, but it really doesn't have to be that way. And like no. you said, we yeah. can, it is very, very possible and we should um, yeah, have because more no than one. Could meet all of the needs that you right. have. Mm-hmm. Um, not a mother, a father, a spouse, or no one. So it's important to learn how to develop and cultivate relationships where you and the other are intentionally investing in serving and investing in the other person. Not looking for immediate return, but knowing that you're intentionally investing in serving that other person. Right. That's so good. If someone is to want a mentor, how would you advise they go about seeking that. So are there, like, qualities that you look for? Um, Are there, you know, questions you should be asking a potential mentor? And I did hear once um, someone just advising, like, hey, just ask ask them out for a coffee and um, just have a normal conversation, not necessarily with the intention of asking them at the end to become your mentor. But hopefully your conversation kind of guides that where you're saying, you know, is this someone that... I, you know, can see myself in a relationship with, um, well, like a mentorship relationship with, but, you know, just having that be like an organic conversation where you can actually seal in that, um, that idea that, yes, this is someone that I want to be my mentor. Sometimes you can see people from afar, but not really have that conversation, just that normal conversation with them. But that's just one, um, approach, Hmm. but are there qualities, um, ways of even approaching uh, formally or informal um, when we are intentionally seeking mentors? That's a good question. Um, I would say that there are... There's an awareness that you should have when you're seeking a mentor. There 
And that awareness will cause you to appropriate your expectations. Mm. So, of course, I think you should be a good mentee. Yeah. If you want to be a mentor, if you want to be mentored, you should be a good mentee. You should see, um, consider, and seek to. I don't want to say approve that mentor. No. But to be teachable as well as challenge Mm -hmm. that mentor in a respectful way um, to kind of pick up where you left off and be amicable, um, diligent, work hard. Every mentor loves that. So if 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 when seeking a mentor, if you have kind of like those expectations or that awareness, mm. I think that kind of organically the mentor relationship will be easier. And you want an organic mentor relationship. Mm. Everyone, you want it to be organic. Yeah. Um, I also think you know someone said before that whomever you seek to be your mentor, consider being becoming that person. Hmm. And that's pretty much a heavyweight. Uh, that's interesting. Like, oh. <laughs> like that's no who, who you look like. Mm. Um, and that's a heavyweight because no one's perfect. So, so that said, expectations should be appropriated to and mature mm. to glean. From that mentor in a human way, meaning that um, they'll work with the mentor. Um, I can say this: that the mentor could could be late, the mentor could be busy, mm-hmm. the mentor could be um, can forget. Forgetful, yeah. The mentor, so so things like that. Um, if the person is mature to understand this mentor is human, yes, they have skill sets and they're making an investment that it might be unique mm. and that you can't get elsewhere. But this person, they're still human. And so that kind of cultivates and allows for a, a healthy relationship instead of it being idealistic. I know we live mm. in a celebrity-filled culture now where yeah, people oh. want, I don't know, Bentley... Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or a million dollars, whatever. Uh, they want a lot of money and a fancy car, and they idolize maybe traveling or going around and making up a song with lyrics that no one understands, right? People, the words. people admire those things now. and But some of those goals are a bit lofty and very mm-hmm. idealistic. But a good mentee will be realistic. And the mentor will be good at grounding the mentee, mm-hmm. likely. Yeah. So as long as that mentee is able to grow with it. And then it's really then a two-way street. Because the mentor typically has skills that they want and passionately want to invest into another. And mm-hmm. that's a joy. That's the whole meaning of life. Mm-hmm. So that, Right. So it's a joy. But it has to be be like in an organic almost natural way and no I don't I think everyone has to be groomed for it 
I don't think that it, um, like any friendship, like any relationship, it's a two-way street, and no one, it doesn't come naturally. It takes work. Yeah. I do like what you mentioned about um, expectations and, yeah, coming in and just, like, how your expectations are shaped generally. Because when we think of mentorship, we think of people who are, quote-unquote, like, where we already want to be, and we picture them as already... Um, having everything together so obviously like we come eager and like ready to learn but things like just what you mentioned like all of the human aspects maybe something that catches you off guard and well <laughs> are you supposed to be like a professional like why are you um making you know these mistakes or why are you late or why did you forget our appointments but you know we forget that we are like you just said professionals are still human beings and if someone does not come in, not necessarily like expecting or looking for you to be forgetful, but knowing that, yes, the person that you are still learning from um, is a human, there really won't be, that offense won't come with it or it won't catch you off guard where yeah. it makes it, I think, maybe hard to learn because that could be a discouragement to someone seeing like your human side. So I think yeah. even when we think about mentorship, um, not necessarily it's like, idolize it but also seeing someone live out their humanness but yeah um how do they yeah how do they go go around that while still living out like their purpose and still you yeah and still being willing to offer you know something to you so I think the way that we do go in is very very important and can set you up for hopefully success yeah it's really good um you've mentioned already like some things that um, mentees should have is there anything else <laughs> that you would like to see in someone who wants to be mentored so you already mentioned um, teachability um, being amicable what are some other qualities of a mentee curious hmm. being curious inquisitive something that you mention a lot is you're not supposed to know how to do this particular task that's an expectation that mentors I mean mentees may not know that they don't have to come in knowing like I don't expect you to come in knowing everything otherwise you shouldn't be here <laughs> like there's no need for a mentorship relationship are there like areas maybe of growth or qualities or skills that you don't expect mentees to have coming in, but that they will be learning in that they will eventually come to learn in that environment. Are you asking, do I expect mentees to come in as like a blank slate? That's another way to look at it. Yeah. I think there are some things that mentees may feel like, oh, I already should know how to do this. Right. Or I already should know, um, you know, what this is about. I think it comes in all different shapes and sizes but the question really is are there some things that you don't expect a mentee to know or have or have an understanding of when they come into that relationship well that they would eventually grow in maybe I mentor in research and I mentor at an undergraduate institution. So no, I don't expect any of the students to know research. Mm. 
when I mentored at uh, Ivy League institution on a post uh, at an Ivy League institution on the undergraduate level, no, I do not expect the students to research. When I mentor at um, no matter the institution on a doctoral level, I expect the students to know research. Mm. So, in this case, my mentoring is very skills-based. Right. And I don't, I do expect them to be a blank slate if they're on the undergraduate level. If they're on a graduate level, I expect them to know a little bit more. And then if they're on a doctoral level, I expect them to know a lot more and almost like um, collaborate. Mm. Um, similar to appear, so okay. so that's what I mentor in. Gotcha. If I were to mentor in a different area, I wouldn't. I would. The only thing that I would expect the students. Will be nice <laughs> if the students knew were how to engage with the professional, which you do see a difference depending on what socioeconomic group you're dealing with. Sometimes you see a difference based on racial background um, and just exposure mm-hmm. that some, if the mentee understands to some extent, how to work with another professional, that would be great. Mm. If they understand office rules, office attire, punctuality, if they understand time management, that would be great. Starts you off on the right foot. And I guess along with that, what are, from your experiences, what are some qualities that could make a mentorship relationship, like, unsuccessful? And if you had, like, past experiences. Do share. (laughs) If you can, do share. (laughs) Like, what has broken? Like, why don't they continue? And I'm sure it could vary from person to person so but if there's like a general um unsuccessful you know I'm humbled by that question because I think that two things that are almost out of the mentor and mentee's control really determine a good mentor-mentee relationship and Mm -hmm. that is personality and time Mm. So, I'm sure that some people walk away, if only I had met them earlier. I can think back to some of my mentors, and I think, if only I could speak to them now. I know a whole lot more now than I did when I was 17, when I wasted their time. And they didn't like me. Because I wasted their time. But now I know how not to waste their time. Mm. And I could make use of their time in a better way. Yeah. That's if only, so that's how time 
comes into play. Also, um, also personality. Sometimes some personalities just don't mesh. Mm-hmm. And it's not a failed mentor-mentee relationship. It just wasn't the right fit. And mm-hmm. it's important to be able to cut ties amicably. Yeah. And just move on and look for another. Because sometimes mentor relationships are just for a season. Mm-hmm. Some are for a lifetime indeed. But some are for a season. And so when you know that you're forcing, it's almost putting a, a square into a round peg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's that's um, <laughs> um like it just it just wasn't a good personality fit. Um and that's okay. There can there are other personalities that will work uh, well with each other. So I I would dare to say that unsuccessful mentor mentee relationships uh just happen often. Yeah. And you just cut ties and move on and it might just be timing it's fine um but if you want more of a concrete answer i would say um what would make an unsuccessful mentor mentee relationship is uh poor communication Mm. on both ends yes or miscommunication on both ends so um yeah. Sometimes you just don't speak the same language. Yeah. And um and if a person is not willing to be explicit, um if you're not willing to So I had a relationship with a mentor and I had never met such a high-powered woman in my life. Never met such a high-powered woman in my life. I learned early on in the mentor-mentee relationship that I had to always come to this meeting prepared. Mm. So I came with an agenda. I walked in. I put the agenda in front of her. I had my agenda. She loved it. She literally went down, checked things off the agenda, and if we got it done in five minutes, if we got it done in one hour, it was a good meeting. She liked checking lists like I do, and we walked out the meeting. I never felt good leaving that place. Never. Half of the time, I wanted to cry probably after I left that, after I left those meetings. However... I learned a tremendous deal for her from her and I count it a privilege to have been privy to how a woman can be so successful in psychological research and grantsmanship. I, I, it, it was a mere privilege. It felt horrible at that stage. In hindsight, I think it's a privilege. At that time, I knew it was a privilege. I just had to work it yeah. for work it so that I knew that I was getting from her um, and communicating according to her language, even though it didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You said according to her language. That's... Mm-hmm. Right. And that was my benefit because how many people like that will I meet in a lifetime? Till this day, 
She is someone who I know I can reach out to, and I do reach out to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still felt bad. Now, if I if I if I got caught up in my feelings, and I said, "Oh, communication is horrible. I just want to go in there and cry and sob." Yeah, that would be a really bad mentor-mentee relationship. And that would be me not being adaptable, I think. I could easily miss out. Some people might disagree with me and say, no, you should never have a mentor-mentee relationship where you walk out feeling bad. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a, a <laughs> toss-up right. there. It's a, it's a toss-up. And, yeah, definitely growing pains because we don't know what... Some of us may not know what, you know, mentorship really takes. And it would be great if you had someone who makes you feel good all the time and, you know, really holds your hands through the process. But all mentors are different and we have to come because we're trying to, quote unquote, get something from them, know how to come and adapt to whether it's their time or um, whether it's their way of, you know, working, just knowing how where you have to sacrifice to give in order to be able to work comfortably together. So I think, yeah, there is a lot to learn, and maybe it's taking it upon ourselves to know that, hey, this is growing pains. And trust me, when you get out of it, (laughs) um, when you come out of it, I think it's something that you would really have just been, hopefully, um, thankful that you went through. And for you, is there there anything that has surprised you, I guess, either in being a mentor, mentor or a mentee, whichever role, is there anything that has surprised you in being in a mentorship relationship? It's all surprising. Every day. Mm. It's unpredictable. It's a relationship. And there's so much variety. Organic. So much growth. Mm. And it requires a newness. Mm. It requires a newness. Always, there's always a part of me that I can reflect back on and say, oh, could I have said this differently or could I have been more patient with this? Should I, how can I better explain this? What model should I have? Should I just put a little bit more hands off? Mm. And that varies depending on the person, depending on the project, depending on the time and the Mm. season. And with the, as a mentee, um, I always want to show myself as growing, as different, what should I be open, more open to, what should I not be, what boundaries should I set up. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always a newness with every person that I interact with, whether as a mentor or as a mentee. It's very dynamic. Mm, that's a word. That's a word. I think for you, I guess it's like a two-part question, but what is your approach to mentor mentoring whether students or anyone else that you mentor and do you see that you know your past mentors influence the way that you Mm. mentor my approach to mentoring well yes let's start with the second part (laughs) yes I definitely mentor the way I was mentored Mm. and it is amazing to see because you never think that you would do that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I guess that person who worked out the office crying, I guess it was <laughs> the way I was mentored. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I actually, 
my mentor is um, my primary mentor in the field was the most uh, gentle, encouraging, skilled mentor ever. And he was great to me. He is great to me. Uh, so I hope. I, I think I am. He also says that I was a good mentee. Mm. And he's not that way with everyone. I can't even imagine him different mm. towards anyone. But um, I think, I hope yeah. to mentor like him. What I know that I do is I try to make time for students the way he always made time for me. Mm-hmm. There was never a time where he would say, I might have to wait all day. All day. <laughs> but that was fine because in my head, I knew I couldn't get it anywhere else. So mm-hmm. I was fine. Yeah. Um, but he always, 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 always made time for me. And I hope that I always, always, always make time for my students. Yeah. Um, and answer them. I know a lot of people who've been mentored, and their mentors never email them back. They never mm-hmm. answer them back. Mm-hmm. It, they no phone calls, no nothing. Yeah. They just don't hear yeah, from them. Yeah. My all of my mentors have always answered me, mm-hmm. and I hope that I will always answer students. So yes, I think I mentor the way I was mentored. I think many people mentor the way they were mentored, whether they like it. Right, at some point. <laughs> you pick up. Um, so the first part of that question was, what What was it again? Like, what is your personal approach to mentorship and whether your past um, mentors influenced the way you mentor? My personal approach to mentorship is to serve well. Hmm. So. Say that. And that is hard. I typically miss the mark. Honestly, because, but that's the mark, Um, because that means I have to serve according to the need, and sometimes I don't read the need properly, Mm. and what I think is the need might not be the need, Mm. Um, and so it requires a lot of paying attention, and to service whatever the need is, but that means that my assessment of the need has to be corrected. So sometimes I fail right. at that, but my approach is so well. Right. You mentioned being able to read um, what the need is, and I think we probably should have started more with that. Like, what you know, what is the job, quote unquote, of the mentor, and or how to be a mentor one um, is being able to yeah. read the need of, you know, your mentee. And do you think mentees usually give that? Is that something that I think goes back to expectations again? Obviously, people should be able to speak for themselves and, you know, what, what they need. But do you find yourself often just maybe, like, trying to read between the lines um, to really understand what, a mentee needs or is that often a part of your job to try and figure out what the need is or would you just rather someone tells you hey this is what I need let's get to going and what is that experience like just trying to understand 
That's a good question. Um, so the that's a good question. A lot of mentors in the field, in the field of clinical psychology, psychology in general, love when they have a mentee who can tell them what they need. Mm-hmm. Oh, however, that takes a strong sense of maturity mm-hmm. and and awareness that it depends on your developmental stage. Mm-hmm. So, especially in the field. We don't know what we don't know. Dealing with undergrads, they really don't. They don't know what they don't know. (laughs) And, you know, hopefully you chip away at that as you get older. But ultimately, we'll all be 99 years old realizing that there's a lot we don't know. And that only comes with maturity. You realize, I don't know. I don't know. So a mentor, yes, it's easy if a mentee can ask the mentor right. uh, and tell the mentor what they need and that the mentor can provide that. Right. That's a concrete slam dunk. Mm-hmm. That's great communication. Yeah, that is all net, yeah. according to my <laughs> NBA fans, right? But the real work of mentorship is navigating the, they don't know that they don't know. Mm-hmm. And the mentor might know a little bit more that they don't know. Right. And the mentor also knows, will acknowledge that there are things that they don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's navigating that realm and being willing to serve yet and persevere still mm-hmm. through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I, I don't expect a mentee to come and say, this is what I need, I still have to do an assessment and respond appropriately, which, again, is the hard work mm-hmm. of mentoring. That's just always surprising. Mm-hmm. Surprises along the way. This has been, yeah, this has been very, very um, insightful. And I think there are a lot of people... I guess just like last closing words, there are a lot of people that still don't see, I guess, the value in mentorship. And that's one of the things, something that you told me was you don't, like you just said, you don't know what you don't know. Um, And, you know, that relationship kind of exposes you to that, um, that you don't, you didn't even know that you didn't know this prior to coming in. But um, what would you say, I guess, maybe one thing is the benefit of being mentored versus going it alone and have you yeah have you seen a difference between you know prior to you coming into like a mentorship relationship like wow like I am glad I'm not doing this um alone so what is kind of like a benefit because you're not required to it's not like a class it's not a course you're not required to it's something that you know, you kind of have to go out of your way to do. But, yeah, what is a benefit of being mentored if someone is trying to be convinced? The, there's no growth without accountability. None. We can't be fooled. Mm. Only way to grow is to be held accountable. True. And if someone is thinking that they can do it, anything alone, mm. 
as a silo. Independence is the biggest deceiver. Mm. So, I, yeah. There's no such thing. We are not made for independence. Mm. Now, it's good to be independent as like a character trait. Great. But in order for you to be good as an independent, I don't know, firefighter, engineer, president, you have to have accountability. You see it in every society. You see it in every branch of our government. You see it in the Bible, John 12. You need accountability. Everyone needs accountability. There's no growth without it. So if you fool if if we fool ourselves to think, oh I could do it alone, yeah. how much more are you missing out because right. you don't have another? Right. Going along with you. I think that's a great <laughs> note to end on independence is the greatest deceiver. So all that to say. And why I honestly pursue this episode of um, Threshold Conversations. It's really to encourage you if you're listening um to really seek that out it's 2019 so whether we're hearing this at the beginning wherever whatever part of the year we're in just go do it because you can be so much better right now you can be thriving you can be growing um you can be way better than you are alone so if you're not already go ahead and do it i hope this helps you along the way and how to go about that all right until next time thank you dr denson thanks